Great. I'm going to take a few uh, moments here to just briefly take our attention to who we are singing to and why we are singing and who He is and what He means to us. And His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't, didn't come to the world to establish a religion. He didn't come to the world to uh, compete with any human organization. Jesus Christ came to this world to give us hope. And when we talk about hope, and we're talking about hope is here. Hope is here. When we talk about this, it's not um, some random hope. I often say in our church that hope has a name. Hope has a name, and the name is Jesus. And that's why we're saying hope is here. Not a, just a random girl that we name hope, but hope is here means Jesus Christ is here. He is the hope to you and I. He is not uh, just a concept, a man-made concept. It's not a myth. He's not a myth. He is real. Hope is here. There's a guy in the Bible. His name is Job. And um, Job goes through a lot of tough time in his life. And they faced a lot of uncertainty in his life. And Job's friend is talking to Job. And he says this, and he summed it up all well, really well. He talks about what's happening around in Job chapter 8 and verse 13. It says, those who forget God have no hope. Those who forget God have no hope. We see the proof of that statement in, the, in every fabric of our society. When we forget God when, and we don't have hope, we are further away from God and less hope we have. And as a society, I'm sure we all are experiencing that. That is like, where is hope? And our hope is not in monetary things. Our hope is not in worldly systems. Our hope is not in our government. I was sitting here thinking last year, this time we were still in semi-lockdown. We don't know whether we're going to have Christmas. There were comments made, if you want to have summer, get. You know what I'm talking about. Right? But see, our hope is not in our government. The hope is not in our... In, in, in systems and place, our hope is in Jesus Christ. The closer you get to God, the more hope you will have in life. The closer fellowship you have with God, the more hope you have in life. Now, I grew up in a Christian family. I originally come from India. I grew up in a Christian family, fourth generation Anglican Christian. Now, religion was drummed into me because you're born into a family of Christianity, so it's religion is drummed into you. And so I was bored of religion, and I thought, it's just a religion. But about a tender age of 14, I realized that Christianity or Jesus Christ didn't come to establish a religion. Jesus Christ is real, and He is the hope for you and I. And that's when I gave my heart to God, at the age of 14. And I realized that He is real, not a man-made story. And I began to go close to God. Before that, up until then, it was a religion and I just walked with God. I went to church because my parents forced me to church. But then I realized, no, hope is real. God is real. He is my hope. He is my salvation. And the most hopeful people on earth are those who are close to God. And that is true. 
Because in spite of all that we go through in life, you will find people that who, have, who walk with God have a hope. They have hope because one day God is going to come back again. He came back. He came 2,000 years ago as a baby born in a manger. We're celebrating Christmas. Born in a manger, but he grew up in Isaiah. says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And that son was given for you and I on the cross on that day when he laid down his life for you and I. The kids sing a song, you know, what kept Jesus on the cross? What kept Jesus on the cross being whipped, nailed to the wooden cross? What kept him there? It's not the nails. It's not the Roman law. It's L-O-V-E, love. That's why. Because he loved you and I and he knew that he has to die on the cross to, to be raised on the third day to give us life and life in eternity. And you and I can have this hope and we have that when we have Jesus. Not the concept. It's not a psychological thing. It's a theological thing. It's not about having some information. It's having a revelation of the heart. That's when you have hope. And you can have that hope today in Jesus. And those who forget or deny God put their hope in a lot of things that the world offers. They put their hope in money. They put their hope in their abilities and their skills. My friends, can I say money will come, money will go. Our skills, can we can have skills. And even if we have skills, some people are still finding difficulty to find a job. Why? Because our skills are not enough. Our hope is not in just in our education system. Our hope should be in Jesus Christ. I heard this from a pastor who talked about what happens when a culture forgets God. Wealth is idolized. Truth is minimized. Life is trivialized. Abortion legalized. Television is vulgarized. Advertising is sensualized. Everything is sexualized and commercialized. Our conscience has been desensitized. Education is secularized. Free market are monopolized. Race and politics are polarized. Sports are scandalized. Morals and ethics are liberalized. In entertainment, crime is sensationalized. Immorality is popularized. Drugs are legitimized. Sin is glamorized. The court are paralyzed. The breakup of families is rationalized. Manners are uncivilized. Christians are demonized. And God is marginalized. This is what happens to a society that chooses to walk far from God. My friend, the answer to the world is Jesus Christ. The answer to my marriage is Jesus Christ. The answer to my parenting is Jesus Christ. The answer to the very purpose in my life is Jesus Christ. My joy is not in what I own. My joy is in whom I trust. And that's Jesus Christ. And we're talking about this hope, excuse me. We're talking about this hope. Hope is not being optimistic. Optimism is kind of denying the facts and trying to put on a show. When you know things are not going well, we, we go into denial. 
or when there's a, there's a doctor's report and you got cancer or you hear your family member has cancer, people go into denial, oh, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, you're going to be fine. That's optimism. But hope is, it's not fine. It hurts. It's real. But I still put my hope in God. Hope is not in absence of problems. Hope is in the midst of problems and that hope is Jesus Christ. There are three types of hope. There's a wishful hope, expectant hope, certain hope. Wishful hope is when I'm late to work, I leave 15 minutes late and I hope every light is green, traffic light. That's wishful hope. Wishful hope is it's pouring down with rain, boxing day shopping, and you all give me that I hope I get a car park. That's a wishful thought, hope. A wishful hope is hoping that it doesn't rain because my washing gets dry. That's a wishful hope. There are a lot of wishful hopes. Then there's an expectant hope. Expectant hope is based on reality. And a reality is when I plant a seed of courgette in the garden. I'm not a gardener. But when you plant a seed of courgette in the garden, you get courgette. Or you get strawberries. You plant a plant. There's a there's an hope in that. But how many of you know you can plant a seed, but you may not receive a harvest? Because the weather's not right. So there's an expectant hope. And sometimes expectant hope is you prepared for your exams and you studied hard, you have an expectant hope that you will pass. But in reality, some of, you know, when, when a woman gets pregnant, we say she's expecting. And expecting is, hey, she's going to have a child soon. But either you've experienced it or you know somebody's experienced that even though there is an expectant hope, there's a stillborn born. It didn't go according to the plan. Now in our own lives, one of our, well, Kara's brother, his family, they had a, 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 a child who was born and lived only two hours. And the baby died. We never even saw the baby's eyes. We were hoping the parents set up everything, but the baby died. Now, there's expectant hope. But still, things don't go as we planned. But then there is this final that is called certain hope. And that certain hope is Jesus Christ. It's based and built upon the truth that he did come on the, on, uh, uh, 2,000 years ago as a babe. But he's going to come back again uh, uh, one day. He's going to judge the world. Now you can deny it. You can live like this. This is all just man-made story, religion. I want to say it's not religion. It is true. And you have a choice today to trust in Jesus Christ, to make him the Lord and Savior of your life. He is the hope of the world. And you see, we need faith to have the hope. And we need hope. And when we have hope, we have faith. If you don't hope anything, you don't need faith. There's a scripture in the Bible that says faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things unseen. That means if you don't have faith, sorry, if you don't have hope, you don't need faith. But we, because we have hope in Jesus, now we live in that faith that in spite of what I'm going through, it's tough. Christianity is not easy. 
It's tough because we all go through the same thing. We all experience pain. We all experience betrayal. We all experience financial problems. We all experience fear and anxiety, depression and all those things. But you still, there is a hope in the midst of pain, in the midst of death, in the midst of anguish. I can still have hope and peace because God is in control. And I have faith in Him. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 it says, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for, for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into the God's inner sanctuary. What is it? It's this hope. There are three things the writer of Hebrews is talking about and he's saying, we cannot, it says, we, this hope is strong, it's trustworthy and anchor. This hope is Jesus, it's strong. It's trustworthy. Jesus is not a liar. It's trustworthy. You can trust him. He's not going to not guarantee you that, that you will not have pain. You will go through pain, but then there is hope. But he's also an anchor. What does an anchor do? An anchor uh, helps a boat to not drift. An anchor helps a boat to, um, to, be, to, to be in one place and not to kind of uh, be tossed and to, to, to and tossed to and forth. To and forth. There you go. To and fro. There you go. That's good. I've got little helpers here. And it's exactly the same thing with Jesus. He is our anchor. We don't need to drift. We don't need to be moved around here and there. He is your anchor when storms hit. He will hold us if we trust in Jesus, if we believe in Jesus, if we make him the Lord of our lives. David's writing this psalm in Psalm 39 verse 7. He says, but now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. It's a beautiful psalm. He's talking about riches. He's talking about life. He's talking about various things. I don't have time to take you through that. But he's saying, he's saying, but now Lord, what do I look for? I don't look for money. I don't look for security and all those things. My hope is in you. And when I have you, I have my security. When I have you, I have purpose in my life. When I have you, I have peace in my life. When I have you, Jesus, I have my future in you. So those that know Christ, you have a future in Jesus. Amen. Those that do not know Christ, you still have a future in Christ if you believe Christ. He loves you, he died for you, and he cares for you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. So in conclusion, Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of what? It doesn't say may the God of religion, may the God of set, set rules, may the God of... Uh, what we perceive to be, but he says, may the God of hope, Jesus is that God. Jesus is that God. May that God of hope fill you with all joy. Who wants joy? I want joy. We need joy in, that, in this society. And the joy is in Jesus. It's not taking a holiday to Rarotonga. As much as we all love to do that, it's great to take a holiday, but holidays don't solve problems. 
Uh, two people said, that's right. Holidays only give you a break for a fresh perspective. But holiday, and to get tanned, I don't need to get tanned, I'm well tanned. I'm well cooked. Holidays don't give us hope. Jesus gives us hope. Holidays don't, holidays don't solve our problems. Jesus solves our problems. A lot of us are denying problems. Let me tell you, the only way we can address our problems in our work, business, finances, you can read, we can read what's happening with the banks, what's happening with Reserve Bank and all that stuff. In all this chaos and fear and all this, Retail, recession, uh, we don't know where the recession is when you go into the mall. There's retail, every shop's on sale. Where is the recession? What recession, indeed. So, our hope is Jesus Christ. May He fill you with joy and peace as you what? Trust in Him. The only way, is not church is not an organization where you sign up for a subscription like Netflix. Netflix, you sign a subscription to entertain you. Church is not there to entertain us. Church is there to nurture us, to care for us, to encourage us, so that in good times, we rejoice. In bad times, we weep with those that weep. But He will give you peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That you may overflow that hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may overflow. Let there be an overflow of hope this Christmas in our lives. Let there be an overflow of hope in our families, in us. Let there be an overflow. Amen. Especially as you're having family together, extended family. Some you're looking forward to seeing them. Some not so much. Like that auntie. You know, I got to put up with her. It's okay, honey. One day a year. Oh, God. We all have those aunties and those uncles that Christmas Day, they lose their smile. We put up with them, but that's okay. We have hope in Jesus. Amen. So as we celebrate Christmas, as we come close to Christmas Day, I want to encourage us. Hey, don't celebrate Christmas because it's some sort of a fiction. It's not fiction. Christmas is not fiction. Christ did come. That's why we celebrate. But he's going to come back again to give us a hope and a future for those that do not know you. And the choice is in your hands. As an adult, it's your choice. Do you want to trust God wholeheartedly and say, God, I want to make you the Lord of my life. The choice is yours. Amen. So, I want to pray and I want to close. We're going to sing a song and we'll end the service. But if you want to talk more, you want to talk, talk to one of us, talk to me, talk to Kara. Talk to anyone on the team. We'd love to talk to you. But at the same time, uh, please don't rush away. Just take time. Be here. Fellowship. And have a meal. But more importantly, please ponder on what I'm sharing this morning. If somebody tells you God doesn't love you, that's wrong. He loves you. That's why he died for you on the cross. Amen. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you, Jesus, that you have come to this world to give us hope. And our hope, we can find it in you by accepting you, our Lord, as a Lord and our Savior. And Lord, we thank you for that. That, uh, Lord, we acknowledge that we are sinners 
and we are in need of a Savior. And, oh God, I pray that you will, through your love, through your goodness, that you would lead us to a place of repentance, to a place of absolute surrender, absolute trust, absolute obedience to you. I thank you, God, for this time that as we celebrate you, Christmas is about you. May we celebrate Jesus, for you are our hope, and hope is here. Amen. Amen.